You are listening to Courageous Leadership, the podcast with me, Diana Osagi, the author of the book, Courageous Leadership. This is the place where inspirational leaders and everyday heroes share their inside stories of leadership. Today's episode features a guest sharing their mistakes, mishaps and triumphs. Let's dive in. Good evening, good morning, welcome, hello everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Mistakes, Mishaps and Triumphs. You know what I do, you know what I do, don't you? I let the guest introduce themselves and tell us what they do for a living. Hi Diana, thank you so much for having me. I'm Tony McClelland and I would say that I have four titles and they are critical friend, accountability partner, business mentor and crisis navigator and I work specifically in the social impact, social justice and social mobility space, working with organisations that are serving vulnerable groups and I so I work specifically with C-suite professionals, board executives to help them with their business acumen in this particular space. Ooh, you sound like a woman that's busy. <laughs> you know those four titles that you have, which was your favorite one? Critical friend. Critical friend. <laughs> <laughs> so come on, why? What is, I mean, I've got friends and I've got people I don't like, but they're still friends. You know, they, they criticize me, but that's not what you mean, is it, when you say critical friend? What do you mean? It's, it's kind of like, um, the friend that's always going to tell you the truth. Yeah. It's like, you know, if your clothes is out of place, they tell you they're not going to, they're not, <laughs> not a frenemy, you know? A frenemy. <laughs> For people who don't know, a frenemy is a friend and an enemy rolled into the same puzzle. We call them a frenemy. <laughs> yeah, or friend and foe. So it's kind of like, so it's, it's almost like someone that will tell you as it, as it is, give you a little bit of space. But then there comes this, this thing that comes down where it's like, enough. Fix up. Enough. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. know what you need to do. You don't need me to tell you. Now do it's it. That kind of, it's that yeah. kind of self-reflection. Have a talk with yourself. If it helps you, you can pretend like you're talking to me, but actually you're talking, it's a, it's a bit of self-talk. Yeah, because you, most of the time when people are in that space, they know what it is they need to do. Mm. They just need a bit of encouragement. And I'm that person that's going to encourage them and hold them accountable. Yes. 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 It's like someone who will hold up the mirror so someone can take a look in it and just stand there holding the mirror and not be afraid when the person has a reaction to their reflection in the mirror. And it's like they hold up the mirror, they look in there and they say, oh, is that me? What's that? Oh, and I'm the person that's standing next to them and saying, yes, you're seeing right. <laughs> yes, that is you. That is so you. <laughs> but then I'll also bring a little bit of fairy dust and say, actually, do you know what, Diana? If you just go a little bit at that angle, it looks mm-hmm. slightly better. It looks better. <laughs> so don't, don't, you know, I always say this in selfies. I look, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm not into taking selfies. because I'm, my nose looks big. But if I turn my head to the profile, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but I haven't got the Kim Kardashian pout going on. Put it that way when it comes but I think, to. But I think that we all know really when we're taking photos, what's the best way to, what angle we what need angle? so that we, you know, there's no double chin. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, when it, it's, 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 just take a photo. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me just 
tummy in. Let me just fix up so that I can you know, have something half decent. The thing about it is, Diana, and it's funny that you use that kind of analogy about holding the mirror up because actually that's exactly what it is. It's like, it's still you. It's but still I'm you. trying to show the best bit of you. Got it. Yes. Angle is is it, it comes across really great. So there is a little bit of goodness in in how you kind of in uh, how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> Critical friends of. All right. So I asked you to think about a mistake, a mishap, and a triumph throughout your professional career, your leadership journey, however you want to frame it. But just to share with us. There are times when we get it wrong. We visit the land of numpty, as I call it, where, you know what, didn't work. But people don't get to see that bit often. They just see the stuff which is shining and glorious and the lovely website and what have you. They don't see that, you know, we all just do things and it's called a mistake. It's called a mishap. But now and again, we get those triumphant moments. So where do you want to start? Mistake, mishap or triumph? I think I will start with mistake because... I'm going to say that I can't, when I was asked to think about this, I can't really think of anything that I would define as a real mistake because I see things as real opportunities to learn. You know what it's like in our fields, you know, they talk about opportunities to learn or missed opportunity to learn. And so I kind of look at it like that. And I can really think of one major example where it really was a learning opportunity for me because the way that, that I do my work, it's like I've got almost 30 years of experience of doing what I'm doing, not only academic, but I've been out there in the fields, mm. you know, I've got the scars, I've got the wounds, so it's like, and they all come with a story, mm. and I was in an organisation once, and it wasn't in a great way, and, and I was kind of catapulted in to help this organisation, there was no management team or anything, it was just me, and basically, you know, I've done some really good work very quickly, very impactful. That was great. And what was happening is that, you know, you know what it's like in these areas. You've got business, which is all about the money and performance and this. And then you've got the care, the people. Yeah. The people. And, yeah. and sometimes it, it feels a bit separated, like it's not all intertwined. You know, like if you've got to do two plans. One's the money plan and one's the people plan. Wow. <laughs> yes. You know, because inspectors don't want to actually see the money plan. No, they want to see the impact of the money plan on yeah. the people. Yeah, they, they want to see the people plan. So it's, it's kind of like, it's almost like the executives, they catapult you in and it's the business perspective. But when you're in there, it's almost like, you, you know, you get, it's almost like you are, you know, overtaken by the people. Yeah. No? Yes, yeah. you keep your business hat on and you're always thinking about the business, but... So really, when you're, if your business connected and your people connected, you've really got to follow your heart with the people and what they say and what they want and what they need. Let's co-produce, let's co-create, let's consult and things like that. So for me, I was in a position where it's like, oh, it was a bit fraught and I knew that actually it wasn't really great for me to stay, but I couldn't leave the people. Right. It got to a point where I wasn't thinking about myself, I was thinking about the people. And I consciously made that decision that I'm going to dive in. Okay. Not knowing what was going to, what it was going to be like. Yeah. But what I decided to do was rally up my soldiers, mm -hmm. put on some armor, mm -hmm. put on my best shoes, mm -hmm. get ready to put my best foot forward, mm -hmm. put on some lipstick. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I get an amen in the choir. <laughs> put on some lipstick 
and say, you ready? And off I went. Yeah. And it was almost dying, like falling on a sword. You wow. Know? But I was prepared for it. And I felt gracefully. So I was like, I knew it was coming. So I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a gentle stagger. <laughs> you know, just for the purpose of the people that, that are listening and can't, can't see the, the you know. We're the, gently staggering here in our offices. Yeah. Very yeah, coquettish like. <laughs> yeah. We're just doing the, um, the stosh. Ball. The stush, yeah, looking very stush. <laughs> One that goes like that, and you land gracefully and and dignified and all the rest of it. But and do you know what I? But I chose to do that. And how many people would actually choose to do that, not knowing? But I had to go through it, not knowing what was coming out of it, but to get the learning in between. Right. So when I get that learning in between, it would enrich me, and I can then share with others. Yeah. So for me. It's not necessarily a mistake, but it's something where I chose to do it. Would I do it again? Hell, Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's those kind of experiences that one for a lifetime. I am not doing that again. You couldn't pay me enough money to go back in there. <laughs> but did I learn? And did I learn quick? Yes. Yes. So it's um, that's a kind of... Well, I would say um, not necessarily a mistake, but a real learning opportunity. And I learned very quickly and I learned lots too. Wow. Wow. Okay. So where to next? A win. A win. Let's do a triumph. Go for it. Okay. So I was working with the Ministry of Justice. They were changing over from the Home Office at the time. And I was doing this piece of work. And um, within six months, I got an outstanding inspection. Yes. yes. Within six months of being an officer in charge in my role, I got that. Now, what I tell you is that no stone was left unturned. Mm. I had the best team, the best team, because mm. they were hand selected and I knew where I was drawing them from. We had access to different systems of information from police officers to people that were managing people referral units. And we come together in this team managing these young people and they were high-end young people in terms of high profile and, and prolific offenders but I had a situation where there were 60 young people managed really well operationally and no incidents at all and I tell you what it was an absolute triumph and uh, we celebrated because it was the first time now the interesting piece out of that which makes it a little bit nicer is the fact that there was 110 of these centers at that particular time because this is when I was doing more operational rather than the strategic. There was 110 of those centres and there was 107 of them that were managed by ex-police males. Right, right okay. Only three that was managed by females. Wow. And of the three females, I was the only black. Wow. So, and, and on top of that, I was the only one that got an outstanding inspection because I'm coming with my less punitive pastoral approach. Oh, yeah. So it's very fluffy. Fluffy, but actually it got the results yeah. so that's the thing about it and what happened is that when I read that inspection report I still got it now even but when I read that inspection report the because it was a senior officer in the police that that done this inspection and uh, he wrote things like there were root and branch changes mm. there was you know belt and braces approach and at the time at the time Diane I'm thinking what do these things even mean 
had to go and look them up in the dictionary and, <laughs> and Google what do these things mean because I didn't know I was so fresh in the in the business. But that, and again, I learned and I learned very quickly and it catapulted me into a different space. So I would say that was a triumph, but it was a triumph that I'd done without without really knowing where I was going, what I was doing. I was just doing what I felt was right. And I had the capacity and, and you know, the autonomy. I was given the autonomy to just do what I felt. And yeah. Right. So that was, that's so, I would describe that as a triumph. The triumph. I mean, it's, one of, it's profound what you're saying that your triumph came and then the next sentence was, and I had a great team. Yeah. You honestly. know, my triumphs, all, all of my triumphs in headship came because of my team. You know, all of them. They're, they're, I can't. I actually cannot think of a personal triumph that's worth sharing. If that makes sense, you know, the ones that made a difference to those young people's lives all came because I had a team that were able to implement the vision that I was carrying, and they were able to, like you said, the previous example about dive in. They were they were willing to dive in with me. You know, some people will dive in with you, and other people will stand on the shoreline holding the um, the rubber ring for you to get back out again. You know, but they won't come into the pool, but they'll just hold and wait. But the school that we were in, we needed a team that would dive in and hold back the tide, you know, of all the things that were coming against these young people and say, yep, yeah, it's, it's, it's not just possible. It is likely. It is probable. In fact, it's going to definitely happen for you. Yeah. yeah. And that's where trust comes in, though, isn't it? And, and when you build that relationship and you do all the human centered pieces, how it starts, it starts really coming together. So. So those are my um, kind of opportunity to learn. I would rephrase that yeah. as my triumph. Your triumphs and your wins. Fantastic. Okay. So if people want to get in touch with you, engage with you, where would they find you on social media? Well, I think the best place to find me is LinkedIn because... Oh, yeah. it's, it's the platform. Come yeah, on, everybody. Is, yeah. definitely the place to find me. LinkedIn, uh, Tony McClelland. And but I'm, always, I'm also on Clubhouse. All my all my social media handles are at First Life Group. That's one ST Life Group, and yeah, easily accessible. Connect with Diana. She'll she'll put I'll you put in you in touch, and I will share some fire. <laughs> can I just say? Can I just say that it's been an absolute pleasure being on here with you today, Diana? And there's just a couple of things I want to leave with your listeners. Oh yes, please. The people centered pieces, mm. and that is, if you lead with heart, it will take you to the right place. You don't need any special qualification to care and be a compassionate leadership other than to qualify as being human. If you count the smiles, not rather than the KPIs, the KPIs will take care of themselves because people are happy. Yes. If you share your power, don't hold on to it with ego, share out that power, empower others with your power and it will come back to you and you become more powerful and you give it out again. And if you focus on good, doing good work with each client that you have, the money will chase you. You don't chase the money. Don't get distracted. A lot of people chase the money, but if you've got a good client, do every, pour into them, give the value there and it will, the ripple effect will take place. So there's just a, a few little things that I've learned along, along the way. That's, that's a, a few scars there. There's a, <laughs> a few, a few scars and wounds. There's a few battle wounds there. Oh my gosh, that's profound. 
that's that one there. And that's that one I know those. I know those scars. I know those scars. But you know what? The scars have healed. They're just scarred. They don't hurt anymore. They're not weeping. They're not bleeding. There's no plaster. But it reminds us of where leadership took place. And the learning that happened. And, and the learning that happened. But there's a story with every learning. And I just want to say, I think you're doing some fantastic work, Diana, in the leadership space. And lots of admiration to you and the work that you're doing and your team. So, and thank you very much for having me. Oh, well, thank you very much. That's a perfect place to leave it. So I say to everybody, listen, we've had the mistakes, mishaps and triumphs of Tony McLennan. That, what you've just heard at the end there, those final thoughts, why don't you share with someone else? Click on subscribe for yourself so you never miss an episode, but click that share button, send it to somebody on WhatsApp, send it to somebody on the email and say, listen to this. I think it will help you. Once again, Tony, thanks very much. Thank you, Diana. You have been listening to Courageous Leadership, the podcast, with me, your host, Diana Rezaghi, the author of the book, Courageous Leadership, available on Amazon now. You can reach me on LinkedIn, Twitter, or via the website, courageousleadership.co.uk. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. Until then, goodbye.